Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. I am Andrew Hansen, ready to break down the five-game NBA DFS slate tonight. Happy New Year to everybody in the NBA circles. I've been focused on NFL here over the holidays and ready to transition back to hoops uh, as Coach has his day off today. And I'm excited about this five-game slate because, first of all, it's the only slate we have. Uh, with golf starting up on Thursday, no football. But I've dug in here this morning, and I'm excited about uh, my research, and I want to apply it, and I'm going to share it with you here today as we get ready for DraftKings and FanDuel primarily, but Yahoo, of course, as well for the members. Now, on this five-game slate that starts at 7 Eastern, six of the 10 teams are involved in a back-to-back. Only three of the 10 teams are over 500. So we've got some sluggish teams here that just aren't that efficient. Lots of news, of course, uh, but let's get after it here. Starting with Memphis and Cleveland. Memphis on a back-to-back. Cleveland, an island game. In fact, they're off until Friday. Uh, one of the two teams with that designation today, including the Lakers. 217.5 total. Cleveland favored by three. And on the Memphis side, let's start there. They won last night against Brooklyn. Still a, a key group in the protocols, Brooks, Melton, Anderson, and Conchar. And the guys I'm looking at primarily would be Jaw and Bain. I like how they took a bunch of shots last night. Jaw took 22, Bain 23. So they, they really dominated the offense. Plus, the last time Memphis had a back-to-back, Jaw played 34 minutes and Bain played 37. So I think their their minutes are pretty safe. The drawbacks here, uh, Cleveland, below average pace, but a strong defense. They're, they're third this year. And then pricing-wise, Jaw is up there, 97 and 98. And looks like he's going to potentially face some Lamar Stevens de- defense. He's got some size and athleticism. This is according to Kevin Love, of all people, who shared that. Uh, so I think Stevens could give him some, you know, a little bit of trouble on the back-to-back, on the road, and with the price tag. So I'm probably more likely to play Bain if I go with anybody there. Uh, he's a lot cheaper, 6,700 DraftKings, 72 FanDuel. So Bain is probably the guy I'm most interested for Memphis. Not interested in Triple J at the mid-6K range on a back-to-back. Tilly got the start last night, didn't do much. Adams is also a fair price in the mid-5K range, but there is another center coming that I like better. And then with the Memphis bench, the guys who got the most minutes, Tyus Jones, Clark, and Culver. Jones, the most expensive of the three. He's been solid lately. Don't think I'll get there, though. Clark, if he is efficient with his scoring and gets those easy buckets like he did last night, he can really pay it off. Um, not my key target tonight though. 3,800 on DraftKings is fine. And then good old Culver, uh, minimum price, man. He is just always a, a thorn in the side of DFS players, isn't he? Because he can use his athleticism to hit value, but not, a, not a good shooter at all. So he's not a guy I like playing, but at that price with a shorter rotation, it wouldn't surprise me if he hits value. Uh, but not not focused on him tonight. On the Cleveland side, we still have Osman, Okoro, and Rondo out. Um, 
and we have Garland back in. So he should start, hasn't played since December 26th. Too pricey for me on DraftKings at 9,400. 7,800 on FanDuel is fair, but I don't think I'll get there. Uh, not huge on playing guys in their first game back from uh, the protocols. I think the other starters we can count on will be Markin and Mobley and Allen. A uh, little pricey for me, especially Mobley and Allen. Uh, so I don't plan to go there. And then I'm guessing Stevens will be that fifth starter. And he's cheap on DraftKings at 3300 but he's not a volume shooter or a great point-per-minute guy. Really just there more for the real-life defense. And then I think we'll have Pangos back on the bench with Garland back in. Uh, Kevin Love, really the stud here off the bench lately. Mid-7K range, very pricey for a bench player who doesn't get huge minutes, but he's been awesome offensively, including um, a ton of threes lately. So, you know, tempting, but uh, sort of on the outside looking in tonight for me because of the price and the other options that we have. Uh, Dean Wade should also get some minutes, and then Dylan Windler is available to get back in the rotation. But uh, to sum it up, um, not going to have a ton of exposure to this game, most likely a one-off um, at the most. All right, game two, the other 7 o'clock tip, we have San Antonio and Toronto, both of these teams on the front end of a back-to-back. So sound the alarms, ding, 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 San Antonio front end, Time to proceed with caution. Uh, the last time they had a front end, the most minutes that anybody played was 27. Uh, they had a game, uh, they had a front end earlier this season where the most that anybody played was 23 minutes. Uh, now, there are a couple guys who are out of the rotation that could change that a little bit DeJounte Murray, Doug McDermott, Lonnie Walker in the protocols. Uh, but we do have Keita Bates Diop back. We just got that news around lunchtime today. So if you put it all together, the guys I'm looking at who should be out there in the 20s would be uh, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, and Pirtle. I think those are the three lock-in starters. And then probably two of the three out of Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, and Keita Bates Diop. And the thing is, it's almost like these sites know that it's a front end for San Antonio and they're projecting lower minutes because these guys are priced pretty well. You know, if this was a normal game, all of these guys would be playable to me. I mean, Derek White, 7,200. I mean, that's terrific. He's coming off 18 points and 14 assists against Detroit. Uh, Trey Jones was decent as a starter. Uh, Vassell, uh, 4,400 on DraftKings. I, I like that for sure. If he's starting in a normal game, Keita Bates D up in his last four games. Uh, he had a, a game with 30 fantasy points. He had a game with 30 real points, 3,700 on DraftKings. But, you know, if we get 22 minutes for all these guys, uh, it's tough to get real excited about rostering them. Uh, Keldon Johnson, you know, he's getting more shots here with those guys out, but four for 18 against Detroit. I do like that on the season, he's 45% on his three-pointers. So 5,500, for example, on FanDuel, again, he could absolutely smash that if he gets 30 minutes. I just don't know if he will. 
The bench guys that uh, should be out there will be Bryn Forbes, who, as we know, can light it up fantasy point-wise if he's lighting it up on his threes. 3,900 on DraftKings is is attractive. Uh, Jock Landell seems to be getting more of those backup minutes. 3,300 on DraftKings, again, would be a, a playable price. And then Primo uh, is probably going to be out there uh, for some run. So really, you know, I lean towards the real cheap guys or the the backups. Be, you know, if, if I'd rather play somebody like Vassell or Keita Bates Diop, but again, he he is just coming back in the lineup. He's dealing with a hamstring, or even Forbes. Uh, you know, I'd rather pay pay down for one of those guys than pay up for for White. Uh, but he's the you know the star with massive upside. So he's the one that I'll be a little bit hesitant to fade, you know, be uncomfortable to fade him, but there are lots of good guard options today, including one on the other side. So let's start there. Fred Van Vliet, probably my favorite play for Toronto. Uh, Four straight with 54 fantasy points. You know, he's been shooting it a bunch and lighting it up. Only 9,000 on DraftKings. I like him here. You know, even though it is a front end uh, for Toronto, they're going to be at Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, the other starters are kind of borderline for me. Uh, Trent Jr. coming off a game where he fouled out, didn't play much, but he's in the 5K range. Ananobi, Barnes uh, kind of working their, themselves back into heavy minutes. Both of them are more, more attractive on FanDuel where their prices are cheaper. And then Siakam, he's he stepped up recently, but a little pricey, eighty seven hundred on DraftKings, uh, sort of on the borderline. Pirtle should be solid uh, on the other side. And then with the bench, uh, just got news that Svi and Watanabe will be out. So the wing player, like most likely to be out there, guard wing would be Banton. And then we've got the log jam all of a sudden with the bigs, Boucher, Achua. And Birch all played about 20 minutes in the last game. And I'm planning to fade all of those guys uh, given that situation and, and given their prices. So really it's it's Van Vliet for me and maybe one of the forwards as the last guy in type of thing. All right, game three, let's move to 7.30 Eastern. We've got the Pacers and the Knicks. 208.5 total, uh, Knicks favored by 1.5. Uh, by the way, game two, if I didn't mention, San Antonio uh, has a total of 224, uh, which is the second highest on the board. Uh, Toronto favored by six. But with this Indiana-New York game, uh, lowest total on the board with these two teams who are, who are slow and below average offensively, dealing with absences on both sides. All the group of guys for Indiana who've been out continue to be out. So I'm anticipating that similar rotation from the last game where we had the fill-in guards of Washington and Sykes and then Holiday, Sabonis, and Turner, the veterans rounding out this starting five, and then good old Lance Stevenson coming off the bench with Torrey Craig and Brissett. Now, the two guards here, Washington and Sykes, both hit value at their low price tags last time out combined for about 50 fantasy points. And at their prices now, you know, 4,000 for Washington on both sites and then mid 3K for Sykes. You know, if they have a similar game, then they're going to pay it off. So they're both in the mix for me. And then Holiday, 
Uh, I like how he's been hitting his threes with this opportunity. Five and then six made threes in his last two games. And Washington and Sykes are jacking it up too. Washington took 17 shots and nine threes in the last game. Sykes, not not as uh, involved offensively, but he did get up uh, seven threes and 10 shots overall. So all those three are in play for me at their cheap prices in this uh, good opportunity uh, with the depleted rotation. Sabonis and Turner, I don't plan to get to. Uh, Sabonis really has struggled against the Knicks this year. And the question mark on the other side is Randall. Uh, just got announced that he is questionable. Uh, so that changes things because I was looking very closely at Obi Toppin as a value play, and now that's a little bit up in the air. But Randall, if he plays, um, you know, gives New York uh, a healthier front court along with Mitchell Robinson, who's also available to get back out there. Uh, so those guys together. Uh, take me off of Sabonis and Turner even more. And Sabonis is pricey, right around 10000 Uh, Don't plan to get to that Indiana bench. On the New York side, uh, Kemba and Nerlens Noel are still out. So the guys who look like they're coming back in, again, Robinson, Randall, maybe, and Jericho Sims. So who else will we have? As starters for New York, it looks like McBride, Fournier, and of course, R.J. Barrett. And then the question mark of Randall or Obi Toppin. And R.J. Barrett's my favorite play here uh, as of right now. Mid-5K range. He's been inconsistent, but he's a nice glue guy, I think, on this rotation on both sides. So I'm looking at him. And then if Randall is out, I'll certainly have a bunch of exposure to Obi Toppin, who's coming off 19-6-6 against Toronto, 45 minutes. If Randall plays, I'll probably fade them both. Uh, Probably won't go to Robinson either. Uh, Not sure how many minutes he'll get. We've got Taj Gibson still available, and then even Sims. And with the New York bench, uh, not liking the minutes for Burks or his price, and too crowded for me to play a guy like Grimes or Knox. Quickly is really the only guy I think who is a strong candidate to hit value. Mid 4K range for him is nice. And you never know with McBride potentially starting again. If he doesn't do much, I could see quickly getting a bunch of run. So he's he's probably my favorite GPP option there for the Knicks. All right, two games left. I uh, just want to invite you to hit that like button, if you don't mind. We'll continue these seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts for you in front of the paywall. And uh, do subscribe to the channel, if you haven't already. And then if you want the lineups tonight, I'll be providing full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, cash lineups and GPP lineups, and then the coach's clipboard for DraftKings with some highlighted players and then some other options to fill out your roster. DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up there. Uh, join the crew that has joined us lately and uh, doing well here with basketball and football in the last month or so. So we're going to keep it going. DFSCoachTalk.com to join us. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk, and you can find me at Language Olympic. All right, let's go to the last two games here. Phoenix and New Orleans, 8 p.m. Eastern tip-off. Phoenix, the biggest favorite on this slate. They're favored by eight on the road. 222 and a half total. 
This is a back-to-back for New Orleans, but an island game for Phoenix. So they're in a pretty good spot here against uh, New Orleans, a team that's 26th defensively, uh, well under 500, while Phoenix is rolling in here 20 games over 500. Just destroyed Charlotte, 133-99. to So, you know, they're in a really good spot. Um, with their continued absences of uh, the two bigs and then Crowder, we've got Jalen Smith. I mean, we got to start here. Uh, he's been excellent in the last four games with this opportunity. He's been between 28 and 39 fantasy points every night, including two double-doubles. Uh, very efficient on the season, 50% from the field, 87% at the stripe. Uh, so I love that for a big guy, and he's mid-5K range on both sides, and he's both power forward and center eligible. So that is really helpful today. He's locked in for me as a key play. Pretty good values as well for Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. They could be the last guy in type situation. And uh, Bridges especially getting a bit of a boost here middle of the day for me because Shamit has just been ruled out. Um, so for a team that's hurting now at multiple positions, a real good opportunity for these starters to hit value. The guards are a little bit more expensive, Chris Paul and Booker. Uh, but I, I do like the matchup. Uh, you know, Paul seeing a seven K price tag is, is eye opening, but he's not getting ceiling games like 50 fantasy points. Uh, but he is rock solid turnovers down always. Uh, so solid option. Booker's got the upside at 8,000 for me on FanDuel because uh, he's really been scoring it. He's a bunch of 30-plus point games recently. And then with the bench uh, campaign, very solid basketball-wise, a little pricey for me on this slate. Uh, Elf on the shelf, minimum price, should get some minutes. And then good old Bismack Biombo. Got to mention him. Uh, first time out for Phoenix. 11.6 rebounds in 18 minutes, paid off his 3K price tag, and that's where he is again today on DraftKings. And uh, wouldn't be surprised if he hits that. But uh, with some other guys here, including one in the next game, uh, not my not my primary target tonight. On the New Orleans side, last night they lost to Utah. 115 to 104. Brandon Ingram was back out there, but not playing well. Three for 18 in 31 minutes. Uh, so he's hampered by injury. If we happen to get news that he's out uh, or limited, then you could look at a guy like Garrett Temple on DraftKings, 3,800. Don't like it on FanDuel at 56. Uh, and then Nikhil Alexander Walker could become a little bit interesting for me in the 4K range. Could get some more shots again if Ingram is out for some reason. But other than that, I'm not not too excited about the New Orleans side. We've got that terrific defense of Phoenix, their second. So Graham and Hart um, don't plan to go there. Again, especially on FanDuel, this is one of the teams where there's a big discrepancy. Hart, 8,000 on FanDuel, only 6,600 on DraftKings. So he's basically priced like an all-star. Uh, on FanDuel now and he you know he's been loading up in the rebounds and been very active as a starter uh, and then how about Herb Jones 6,900 on FanDuel only 46 on DraftKings he's probably my favorite play for New Orleans on DraftKings at 4,600 
Uh, Joe Val is the reverse, very pricey on DraftKings, cheaper on uh, FanDuel. But again, I like Jalen Smith on the other side better and a center coming in the next game. And then with the backup bigs, Hayes and, and Hernan Gomez, they've been kind of inconsistent lately. Hayes has gotten more minutes uh, as he did last night and just too much uncertainty to go there. So really, if, if you had to go with a backup big in this game, for me, it would be Biombo. But I'm, I'm focused mostly on Jalen Smith from this game and you know maybe one more guy, uh, a Bridges, a Johnson, or, or one of the Phoenix guards. All right, last game of the slate. It's the highest total, 229, as we have Sacramento and the Lakers tipping off at 1030 Eastern. Lakers favored by 6.5. This is a front end for Sacramento. Lakers Island game and off until Friday. So good spot for them. On the Sacramento side, Holmes is still out, and then Terrence Davis is questionable. So let's jump right to the to the guy I'm most excited about here, and that's Damian Jones. Uh, with Holmes out, Jones, you know, 18 and 10 last game against Miami. And as a value center at 4,000 on both sites, I mean, what could possibly go wrong here with a, a value center for Sacramento starting in place of Holmes? I mean, we've seen it so many times. It's just it's like death and taxes. You can pencil 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 him in for a double double, you know, or maybe you can't. I can't even say it because I I don't believe it. We can't pencil him in for that. Although you should be able to with that athleticism um, and that price tag, I just can't get away from it. So he'll be out there for me. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes eighteen and ten again, or you know, six and five, and something happens, and then it's Alex Len or Tristan Thompson gets back out there. Um, but he'll be out there for me. And then with the other starters, Fox is an interesting price at se- around 7,000, you know, cause he was struggling a little bit with his conditioning, getting back out there, but coming off 24, six and six against Miami, uh, the matchup though, let's look at that. You know, we think, Oh, good matchup Westbrook. Uh, he can get by him, but Avery Bradley has been starting recently for the Lakers and he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league in the last decade or so. Uh, And I would think that he would spend a decent amount of time on Fox and give him some trouble. So that makes it a little bit iffy for me. Halliburton, kind of a similar boat, uh, right around the same price range. And they've been about the the same in terms of fantasy points per minute. Um, So, you know, one of them, I think, uh, probably will you know, pay off. Um, but at that price tag, they're both a little bit iffy for me and they're not, they're not looking like uh, cash game plays to me looking more like a GPP option kind of on the borderline for me though. It's tempting with those prices. Uh, Barnes, you know, hasn't been doing it much lately. Uh, and then Bagley has been dealing with that injury. So I don't look to go there tonight. And then with the Sacramento bench, uh, not going to play any of those bigs. Uh, not going to play Mitchell. Healed is a nice price, mid-5K range. Uh, if he's hitting his shots, he'd be interesting. But uh, GPP only for me. And then on the Lakers side, the news there is that Stanley Johnson is out uh, because he's sort of in between contracts. So if you look at the starters from last game, it was Westbrook, Avery Bradley, Monk, and LBJ. 
So I think we'll see those four guys again tonight. And the question mark is who's going to be that fifth guy. Do they go a little bit smaller with my best guess would be Ariza. Uh, or do they move LeBron back to the four tonight? And, you know, with Bagley and Jones on the other side, maybe they go back to Jordan or Howard. Um, so this one's a tough, toughie because it's the latest game at 1030. So I don't think we'll have that news before lock. Um, but again, you know, I'm not worried about missing out on Jordan or Dwight Howard as a value starter because I'm going to have Damian Jones locked in. And I'm not worried about missing out on Ariza because if he starts, I think he'll just be out there, you know, primarily as a defender. You know, maybe he'll spot up and hit some threes, but he hasn't been playing big minutes as he's been getting back in the rotation. So uh, I think we we uh, just decline to participate in that situation. And we just zero in on LeBron, who's been on a tear. You know, he's ultra expensive, but I think we have enough value to get him in there. So I'll go with LeBron. And I'm interested in in uh, Westbrook, actually. Uh, I know he had a dud in the last game, but before that, four straight triple doubles. It's Sacramento, and they've got a top five pace and a terrible defense. So it's a really good situation for him. And, of course, AD is still out. So lots of usage to go around. Uh, so LeBron is probably locked in for me, and then Westbrook is a possibility. And then uh, I mentioned Avery Bradley. You know, he's uh, playable, but he has a very low floor, so uh, GPP only. And Monk priced up now in the 5K range, um, playable as well, um, but not not probably going to hit my first roster. And then after that, you know, Mello is probably the most attractive. Um, you know, he's had some good scoring games recently. And uh, this is, you know, the prime situation for him with so many guys out. Uh, and, of course, AD being that key guy that uh, lots lots of opportunities open for Mello without him. And then the rest of the rotation, uh, recently we've seen Reeves and Taylor Horton Tucker. So those guys are... Uh, going to be in the mix. Uh, not my targets tonight, though. Uh, so that's about it. You know, looking at Jones and LeBron, uh, and then maybe Westbrook uh, or one other value play from this game. So that's the five-game slate. Uh, looking forward to it. Hope that helped you prepare. Uh, it's just after lunchtime today, so I will follow the news until lock and then uh, get those lineups finalized. If you want to jump in, again, dfscoachdoc.com to sign up. Uh, pick your length of membership. Whichever one you get, you'll have access to all of our sports. Uh, what do we have right now with basketball, football, and then golf starting up this week? So tune in to our podcast for that one tomorrow. Coach and I will have that and continue to tune in for NBA every day. And of course, NFL will have you covered for week 18 coming up this weekend. Should be interesting uh, figuring out which guys are in, which guys are resting, and uh sorting through the teams that are battling for that playoff positioning. All right. On behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.